Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. We are back, baby. <laughs> In case you've been away. <laughs> yes. If you didn't notice, um, last week, we skipped a week because we were both traveling. It was also my birthday, and we were just giving ourselves a break. Speaking of which, if you hear any fireworks in the background, I'm pretty sure it's because they are preparing for celebrating Teresa's birthday, which is <laughs> tomorrow based on when we're recording this, probably today when you're hearing it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's, uh, it is Mexican Independence Day tomorrow, the 16th. And when I say wow, I had no idea. And this is extremely tame. All the actual festivities have been canceled due to COVID. There are decorations and lights all over town. There are fireworks 24 hours a day, just randomly. Uh, And this has been going on all week. And also there is a constant drumming from the plaza because they're doing Aztec traditional dancing. I have to post some of the video I got yesterday. Like it that is sounds really fun. So awesome. Everyone is just, our apartment building is decked out, everything. There's definitely a huge, like we can see from our balcony, a huge lit up something, but the way it's facing, we're like looking at the side of it. So I got to get downtown at night so I can see what it is. Uh, it's where the so giant note to self. tree will be in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> so note to self, I'm going to go to Mexico for a birthday one of these years. You should. It's yeah. It's very celebratory. And apparently tonight's the night everybody gets shwasted. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow mm-hmm. in the actual holiday, they will recover. That's my understanding. Um, we'll just, we shall see. I am also really looking forward to what Dia de Muertos is like. So that's next month. And again, we'll be toned down. But it's kind of nice. Dip my toe into mm-hmm. yeah. what things are like. Not the full <laughs> hog. And the first year, so it's nice. Um, before we move on, I just want to give a shout out to one of our super fans that I was hanging out with in Putamita just a few days ago, Mike Rodriguez. Just wanted to say hello to him because he was, he's like the hype man. <laughs> and he really made me feel so great <laughs> about what we're doing. And his wife, Amelia, as well, is, is also super supportive and uh, just wanted to say hello. Yay. Um, So we do have a couple of articles to discuss, but before we go into it, there is a topic that I think a lot of us as advisors are dealing with right now. And this was kind of sparked by a recent post by Jennifer Jacob um, Mm -hmm. in one of the Facebook groups. And you know, she was talking, she was asking like, Hey, does anyone, is anyone else experiencing, you know, meanness from clients or, you know, it could be anxiety, whatever it is. Like, is anyone experiencing like just nasty clients? And the responses from advisors were all like, yes. So this is something that I know a lot of us are experiencing. And even if we're not, we still have a feeling of anxiety of working right now. And um, I had messaged Jen and I said, thank you so much for, you know, p- 
putting that thread out there because oftentimes we're so um, isolated and mm-hmm. we like, I thought it was just me and, you know, feeling like, okay, maybe I need to take a sabbatical or something because I am feeling so stressed and I don't, I haven't even taken on a ton of clients, but even the ones that I have right now, I'm super stressed about it. And so, um, you know, she had shared this one post about, I think it's called pandemic flux syndrome. And apparently a lot of people have been feeling that where their anxiety mixed with stress are causing them to think to themselves like, Hey, maybe I should make a life change. Ladies don't get bangs, but (laughs) (laughs) come on now. Bangs are boss. (laughs) I got bangs once in grad school and I will never do it again. Um, So, you know, but people are trying, are thinking about making, you know, a big life change and it's helpful. I think, and I hate that we're all going through this, but it's helpful to know that we're not the only ones experiencing this. Yeah. Uh, Some of those stories and, and she was kind of describing how it's like the client's, probably don't mean it, but they're really just taking it out on us. So you might contact Mm -hmm. them with a new advisory or something and they just rip your head off about it. Uh, Some of her stories were like, you need to start writing a book. Um, I, there's actually a girl on TikTok that some of her stories are funny. Some are kind of tame, but she always pretends she's answering the phone. Hello, travel sales. And she'll describe like her end of a conversation with someone who didn't read their documents or whatever. So it's like a little bit of relief, but I think Jennifer could probably make some real doozies <laughs> if she wanted to. Um, but I'm definitely experiencing that. Like I'm not taking it personally because I have just made a very firm decision not to like, I have to remind myself it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me. This person is just stressed out. Of course, there's a part of me being the person I am who wants to be like, I know you're stressed out, but don't ever talk to me like that again. Um, But that's, you know, that's kind of hard. You don't want to alienate your clients. But I think the overall general stress, all of us looking at the possibility of having to reschedule all our trips again, and then the way that clients are so tired of this BS the way we are, but they're not, uh, they're not holding back. They're just taking it out on us the same way people are going crazy on flight attendants and people who work at Starbucks and, you know, all of these things. It just makes every day like, Oh, what am I going to have to deal with today? Um, personally, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety, like, probably close to 15 years ago. I have been on medication for it before because sometimes things just get out of control. Like there's situational anxiety. And then there is when generalized anxiety kicks in. And for me, it's like something will kind of trigger it. It's like a switch flips. And even though in my brain, I can think things through logically and I cognitively know things will be okay. And I can work out rational thoughts, my body gives like a panic response. And so I realized recently that I was not managing it, that some of the things that some of the physical symptoms I'm experiencing, some of the thoughts that go through my head are just not okay. And I decided that I have suffered enough 
And so I just decided to go back on Lexapro. That's what works for me. Um, so I am only sharing this because if you are a person who suffers from depression or anxiety or any of these things, I hope that you will not deny yourself the help that you need, whether it's therapy, whether it's medication, whatever it is. Frankly, I just started, I'm hoping to be a new lady by next week. <laughs> I'm hoping to not care about a thing. <laughs> um, but I just want to encourage people not, you don't have to suffer any more than necessary. Uh, if there's some kind of a weird stigma or you're afraid you're going to be on medication forever, I have successfully gone off and on medication. This will be my third time in the short term, just because when things are that irrational, you know, there's something chemical going on. It isn't just something I can fix by thinking it through. I'm still doing meditation. You know, I try to walk a lot, all those things, but I, as much as I know, everything's going to be okay. My body needs some extra assistance. So that's what I'm doing. And we're not going through like a regular daily life kind of situation. No. Being in the industry, we really haven't gotten a chance to recover and address what we experienced last year. Mm-hmm. And to a lot of us, it is it was very traumatic. And mm-hmm. we basically went through that. We're not over it yet. And yet we're still in an industry that is chaotic and we're still working in it without having dealt with what we experienced last year. And we got a little tease, right? There was like this little golden moment where it seemed like everything was going to really turn around and only go up and then got slapped across the face with the Delta variant. Um, So not only have we not had any closure whatsoever on a very traumatic experience, but it's just ongoing and we don't know what the roller coaster is like. I read an article today that like 18 gorillas have tested positive for COVID. And if you could have seen my eyes pop out of my head, like, is it end times? You know, I don't want to joke about that, but like, it's just like, sometimes you're just like, come on, give me a break. Um, Yeah. And and in saying this, it's not that, you know, we are despairing or anything. We just want to, you know, emphasize that if you're feeling this way, it's okay. You know, like, it's not like you're the only person and everyone else is doing great. We have our moments that are amazing, but we also have our moments that are really low. And if you're on social media, oftentimes it's just the really high moments that get highlighted and Mm -hmm. no one really talks about the really low moments where it makes us, I, I know it makes me ask myself, why am I doing this? Like, why am I still in this industry after everything's been said and done when people are treating each other so terribly? Why am I still in it? So there are times where you'll ask yourself that, but you know, just know you guys are not in it on your own and feeling bad on your own. Yes. And honestly, I encourage you to, go into some of these Facebook groups and share some of your nightmares and other people are definitely going to commiserate with you. I mean, I'm not, I don't think it's productive to get into like a real negative downward spiral under normal circumstances. But I think that right now 
I know so many people just got so much out of that thread yesterday, just reading through. Someone said they went back through and read it again, I think with a glass of wine or something like Mm -hmm. just to see. And then it becomes almost humorous because you're like, this is how can this be? How can people be acting this way? Um, It's just helpful, I think, for a lot of people to just see your story is probably not even the craziest. And then Mm -hmm. we can all get some perspective. So make sure you're sharing those stories, especially if you work alone. If you don't have a team that you're commiserating with, you need someplace to vent and rant. I actually don't, I had to hide the travel agents ranting group because that one was so nuts. And so every single day that it was, it was driving up my blood pressure. It's nice to just have like one quick rant fest. Everybody get it out. Everybody share some stories and then, reset and go back to it. But I have seen a lot of posts from people who've been in the business 30 years, 25 years, and they're like, this might be it for me. And it's really sad. So I'm just saying, do what you got to do to cope and keep pushing through. Cause we are, I don't want to say cheesy, like we're all in this together, but we are, we're all in the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. If you need to break a day, Take the break. So yes, self-care for sure. Whatever that looks like. If it looks like a bottle of wine straight out of the bottle (laughs) or a a bath or taking off to go to the spa in the middle of the day or sleeping in or like most of the things that are going on are not time sensitive in terms of like, it's got to be done this minute. Maybe it has to be done that day. uh, Or maybe, you know, you're in for a long hold time or something, but like, don't overburden yourself by thinking every single thing has to be done at that minute every single time. There are cases where that is, but really ask yourself, like, can I take a breath first before I tackle this? Because in a lot of cases you can't. I tend to lean towards thinking, oh, I have to, I have to answer this email right this second. I have to do everything right this second. Um, but your mental state is important. And in order for you to continue handling and fielding all of these challenges, like prioritize yourself, whatever that is. I don't even know how people who have kids get by, honestly. I know. <laughs> I can't even imagine trying to, <laughs> try, trying to create a sense of normalcy for your children during all of this. Oh, my goodness. Kudos to all the parents out there. Yes, 100%. Because... I would not be able to. <laughs> well, motherhood was never going to be in the cards for me for many reasons. <laughs> but I have a lot of respect for all the people that are managing all of this on top of a family. So, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Absolutely. And I should have so, said before we jump into our news discussion. This yes, week. the real discussion <laughs> just happened. <laughs> um, we picked a couple of articles that are on the lighter side, uh, specifically pertaining to how we run our businesses. So the first one is an article from Travel Weekly, 
called Advisors Find Subscription Model Boost Stability and Loyalty. We talked about this uh, recently, and I also had a conversation with one of the groups at Future Leaders in Travel about this from that one article about the guy that started charging a $5,000 retainer to his clients. And we said on the podcast, and I also had the same conversation with everybody at Future Leaders about how it doesn't have to be $5,000. It could be whatever you want it to be if you need to prioritize. It reminds me a little bit of, I remember there was like a real trend where all of a sudden all these doctors were going to a concierge model because insurance just wasn't paying enough for them to, they just had to see so many patients every single day just to make enough money. So they started charging a yearly concierge fee. And, you know, there were certain perks that came with that, like really thorough physical. And that's what this reminds me of. So if you, I know that a lot of people are not in this mode. They're more in like, I'm building, I need to take on business. But if you are in a situation where you're feeling like you can't get your head above water and you really want to focus on certain clients, this would be a great way to do it. Um, So they interviewed Jolene Detillion, I want to say. She is the owner of Seattle-based agency, Your Travel Designer. And she said, the pandemic gave me time to reflect on how I was working. I started thinking about how we could get more business from clients we're already working with while maybe weeding out those clients who are really time consuming. And when all is said and done, maybe don't bring that much to the bottom line. That I feel that so deeply. That is absolutely, I have not instituted a subscription model, but I have passed along some clients to other advisors who I felt were not a good, I don't know if return on investment is the right word, but the amount of time I was putting in versus the profitability and, and any client that when I would see their name in my email, I'd be like, ugh, like they, they have to go, um, for my, for my mental health. (laughs) So she came up with an annual travel subscription program and they started rolling it out last year. Yeah, and she's not the only one. There are a few other advisors who have taken the same business model, but they're calling it different things. So, you know, some advisors are going with the word retainer, but another Mm -hmm. advisor commented that retainer just sounds a bit more negative, like lawyers use the word retainer. They instead sounds more professional though. It does. But he this particular advisor stuck with the word subscription because people are used to the term subscription, whether it's like a gym membership or like Netflix or whatever it is, you, you are familiar with a subscription model. Another advisor says she calls it her travel club. So you pay a membership fee to be part of her travel club. So, you know, however you want to present it, these advisors seem to be doing really well. And one advisor said in the beginning, when he first started reaching out to his existing clients that he really wanted to work with, he got really mixed reviews. Some were on board and then other ones are like, no, thanks. And he, um, this is, um, what's his name? Ayatoska. Only 11 of his original clients jumped on board when he first rolled this out. And that could have been really discouraging for him. But now because of the referrals, he had to cap the number of subscribers at 50 and he has a waiting list. And this is a $5,000 annual fee for 20 hours of time. 
That's amazing. And actually going back to Jolene, she said that after roughly a year operating as a primarily subscription-based business, uh, client satisfaction has been high with 95% of her clients choosing to renew their subscription. So that's pretty, it's really something to chew on, depending on your situation, of course. Um, mm -hmm. But I know there's a lot of advisors that are overwhelmed right now and are having, are being forced to kind of cull the herd <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, speak really great way to identify immediately which of your clients really appreciate your time. Yeah, I love it's this quote um, that they gave from another advisor, Laura Madrid, the founder of Atlanta-based luxury agency resort to Laura Madrid. She um, is quoted as saying, I realized I was probably losing opportunities to work with my clients because they would only call me for a big trip, but not that quick weekend getaway but I wanted to be the person they call whenever they're not sleeping in their own home. So she charges, um, she's the one who rebranded her annual fee as a travel club. So mm -hmm. this is a great way to just be the go-to person for the clients who are within your travel club. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about how you could work the word concierge into that as well. Cause club I mean, whatever works. I'm so happy that's working. Club mm -hmm. always makes me think as a travel advisor, I go to MLMs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's a different, that's a totally different perspective because that would be like mm -hmm. someone wants to sell travel. Uh, but whatever you call it, I think it's really, it's exciting. It's really exciting to see something like this coming from a time when we really had to fight to <laughs> prove our value. And now yeah. we're at a point where people are, straight up charging membership fees to even be mm -hmm. their client. And then you're I not so pressed on, or you're not as pressed on commission percentages. So if there are cancellations or rescheduling, it's not like, you know, sure, it still hurts, but you've been kind of paid already. Yeah, not like last year when I had to take <laughs> six figures out of my accounting system, you know what I mean? Like, and have nothing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it is tempting. I still haven't really thought about a way that could work in my personal business, but I'm excited to see if I do think of a way or I, I would love to see how other people do it. Yeah. Yeah. TBD. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> well, our next article is from Travel Age West, our favorite editorial writer, Ken Shapiro. <laughs> And it's just <laughs> we'll talking about, <laughs> I know, <laughs> it just says travel advisors continue to prove their value during the COVID-19 pandemic. So we talked about how ASTA was a very refreshing event in terms of energizing the industry. And the article starts out with saying if the recent ASTA conference had a feeling of celebration, well, who could blame anyone? Well, we certainly are not out of the woods yet when it comes to COVID-19. The ability to see one another in person represents a big step forward. All we have to do is look back at where travel was earlier in the pandemic to realize how far we have come as an industry. And you know, that that's such a great thing to think about because during this time, 
in the past, I never really thought about small wins because I'm like, you know, great. This was a, a, a close sale. They traveled, whatever, like next, always on to the next big win that I was chasing. But mm-hmm. now where we are, it's important to focus on the small wins. Like mm-hmm. you got out of bed that day. That's a small win. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> um, and it's true when we're looking back at last year and this year, there has been some progress, not as much as we would like, but it, there has been some progress. And a lot of it is within the way that people, the general public view us as an industry. I think that has been one of the more positive progressions <laughs> from from the pandemic. Yeah, I like how he says, back then, if anyone had said that travel advisors would not only weather the worst crisis in modern history, but emerge stronger, you probably would have been skeptical, skeptical bleh, to say the least. But here we are. <laughs> and that is the truth. And even the Wall Street Journal just had a headline that said, travel agencies are having a moment amid COVID-19 chaos. Uh, I certainly wish it didn't happen. (laughs) I would definitely go back to it not happening. Uh, But just like you mentioned earlier, it's like we have some high highs and some low lows right now. And I really do love this this particular high. Mm -hmm. Makes you feel good. Yeah. And, you know, the article ends with Ken writing, well, it's still too early to take a victory lap, which is celebrate the fact that we have enhanced the profile of our industry and learned the importance of supporting all segments of travel professionals. These valuable lessons will help see us through the course of the situation and beyond. Can't wait to look back on it with laughter. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Just remember, as you're navigating all of these ridiculous challenges, that you are all a part of this. When he's saying how we keep proving our value, how we keep coming out stronger, all of these, this is you. You're all a part of this. So remember and take pride in what you have dealt with and what you have accomplished and how we have all lifted the industry together. Right? Amen to that. You want to do some headlines? Little yeah, rundown? I think we need some headlines, especially the one at the end where it's always happy. Yeah. News. <laughs> always try to, <laughs> I was like, try to please don't want to see the week where it doesn't end on a happy, happy note. <laughs> Sadly, it has been more of a struggle the last few weeks, uh, but I will. I am determined. Okay, it's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, where you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, Miami International becomes the first U.S. airport to use COVID-sniffing dogs. The dogs are potentially able to immediately detect and alert to the virus in public spaces. The virus, according to FIU, causes metabolic changes in a person that produces compounds excreted by a person's breath and sweat, which allows the dogs to alert to the virus. They also report that Austria will now require unvaccinated U.S. travelers to quarantine. Starting on September 15th, Austria will require U.S. travelers entering the country to show proof of full vaccination or proof of recovery from COVID-19 in order to avoid a mandatory 10-day quarantine. An article in Travel Age West highlights a new tool. I want to say it's pronounced Lucia by TripKit, 
which aims to elevate client itineraries. Lucia elevates the itinerary planner from static PDF to exciting storytelling platform, offering sought-after features unavailable to advisors today. Another one from them says that the American Melody is now sailing the Mississippi River. The new ship will embark on the company's longest U.S. river voyage at 22 days along the Mississippi. Travel Weekly reports that France is requiring unvaccinated Americans to self-isolate for seven days and take a PCR test at the end of the self-isolation period. Another article from them says that Sandals is offering COVID-19 vaccination assurance, which guarantees a free replacement vacation, including airfare for guests impacted by COVID-19-related travel interruptions. A headline from Travel Pulse says, Carnival Research Cruises Out of Baltimore. One more from them says, Welcome to AMR Collection's newest Punta Mita properties. They are referring to Secrets and Dreams Bahia Mita Surf and Spa Resort, which is where I just was. They are stunning, so let me know if you have any questions about them. According to Travel Agent Central, Black Travel Alliance, in partnership with Tourism Reset, has launched a new website, History of Black Travel, with an aim to educate the public on how the African diaspora has traveled across the globe, progressively making their mark within the travel industry from centuries past to the present day. And we'll end on a high note with another article from Travel Agent Central, Travel Agent Central which says that Portugal will remain open to all American travelers. This ruling comes as Portugal has fully vaccinated more than 74% of its population, with 84% having had at least one injection. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, want to rant together, or just have a little powwow, uh, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.